Hello, you're listening to Conversations on the Quad, the 1AF podcast, brought to you by the First Amendment Forum Student Organization at the University of South Florida. I'm your host, Sam Recheck, and thanks for joining us today. Hey, welcome to episode two of Conversations on the Quad. We're here with Stephanie. Hello. Jada. Hi. And our guest, Veronica. Hey, everyone. We're going to do quick introductions of the eboard of the First Amendment Forum Student Organization and then do a quick introduction of our guests. So without further ado, my name is Sam Recheck. I'm the president of First Amendment Forum Student Organization at the University of South Florida. And I study philosophy and political science here at the USF Tampa campus. And my favorite ice cream place is Dairy Queen. No, Culver's. I think Culver's. you've forgotten Definitely to say that Culver's. we were doing favorite ice cream places. <laughs> I mean, It's all good we know now. <laughs> yeah, we're doing favorite ice cream places. All right, Jada. Oh, hi, everyone. My name is Jada Abbas. I study political science here at the University of South Florida. I serve as the treasurer on the exec board of First Amendment Forum. And my favorite ice cream place is called Ice Dream Shop. Um, it's a small locally owned place in Lando Lakes, Florida. All right. I am Stephanie. I am the vice president of the First Amendment Forum. Um, I study psychology here at USF along with uh, political science and education. And my favorite ice cream shop is Larry's in St. Pete Beach. It's a very cute mom and pop place. And they used to let me make cones there when I was little. Come on. I know. Amazing. Cute. (laughs) I'm Veronica. I'm studying industrial engineering here at USF on the Tampa campus. And my favorite ice cream shop is called Bo's. They have one in Claremont, Florida. I think there's one somewhere else, but that's the one I've been to. Ooh. Best cherry ice cream ever. Isn't Bose? Big claim. Do they have one of those on um, Florida Avenue or North in, if, in Tampa? If they do, I'll be there tonight. Okay. I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, I don't know. I thought that was like a local local special place. But I've also been there a couple times. Cherry ice cream? Yeah. Don't Black cherry? On it. It's delicious. Oh, okay. Black cherry. I mean, I'm not like a cherry it. Slurpee, like just like <laughs> real cherry. Can you imagine? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Well, um, Veronica, in addition to the things that you mentioned, um, you are a studying industrial engineering here, which I know you said, um, and you're graduating this spring, class oh 2022. I Is am, that right? I what? am. Wow. So exciting. Um, over the time of your illustrious career at USF here, you've had a plethora of leadership roles, including being a fellow at the Young Life Developing Future Leaders Program, uh, being a business management intern for the Advent Health Emerging Leaders Program, Starting to see a trend here. A lot of <laughs> a lot of the word leader, leader, orientation leader, and student government policy committee chairwoman at USF, um, a member of the USF Order of the Golden Brahmin, which is a distinguished honor society here at USF, an intern for Raytheon Intelligence and Space. In addition to that, uh, you have had numerous accolades, including uh, legislative branch <laughs> rookie of the year this and committee so of the year in 2020. <laughs> um, you're a recipient of the USF Latino Scholarship program as well as the hispanic scholarship fund um and in addition to that i wanted to say that people talk you up i <gasps> met you i think quit four weeks ago five weeks ago people and before that i had <laughs> been you many many compliments had been paid to you I'm through sick. me and so of course of course you lived up to the hype when Stop. i did end up meeting <gasps> you but people talk you up you're so sweet I think that's thanks something very very cool and and worth recognition on 
maybe not on a professional resume, <laughs> but here certainly. I think you should put it on your LinkedIn. On, yeah, I will. That's the next thing I'm going to do. Skill. I'll I'll <laughs> yes. I'll ex- uh, endorse the skill being skill, talked up. People like me. Y'all talking like you just reading that. I am blown. I can't believe I've done all those things. Honestly, I know. I'm your number Don't one fan. Quit. Aww. Quit. Aww. We all are. I can't believe it. Are we all dedicating ourselves to this right now? No, I love it. (laughs) Given that illustrious (laughs) list of involvements, my first question for you is, you study industrial engineering, but I've been told by Jada that you want to go into healthcare administration. I do. How do you plan to intertwine these two fields? So a lot of people don't know, and fair, it's fair. Industrial engineering um, isn't about making buildings and doing industrial like um, heavy lifting or construction work. It's actually all about making processes work more efficiently. Um, And so we use, you know, it's an engineering um, degree because it's based in statistics, data collection, um, making use and making sense of what's going on in processes. So, I mean, the most basic version I can think of or like basic job that you can have coming out of industrial engineering is like a manufacturing uh, position where you make sure the process flow is working well. Like, Think conveyor belt factory vibes, um, and so vibes. yeah. Vibes. So I've kind of steered off the path a little bit and just focused on the leadership and management portion of making things work more efficiently. Um, so keeping in mind and learning and absorbing and using the tools that we've uh, learned in our curriculum um, in a management sense. So looking at the numbers, making sense of what's going on, but then also having the relational aspect and. Um, kind of being a leader and being being a, a firm manager at the same time. Um, so that's why I have a lot of positions um, lending towards leadership. And then as a result of that, or kind of the next step for me, um, since I'm interested in healthcare, but I've never been great at bio, I kind of you kind of want to use my leadership. Backdoor. Come Smart. on, come on. Use the leadership um, wow. curriculum and track just to, like, to use it in a different field. Interesting. Yeah, thanks. So you graduate in spring 2022. I do. What happens well. after that? Well, I applied, I know, hopefully, right? <laughs> <laughs> I applied to the Advent Health Residency, which is um, the next step, I guess, for interns at the company. And it's a three-year-long program. Um, it's going to be, well, hopefully, it'll be in supply chain, which is another avenue of industrial engineering, um, which is something I did this summer. Uh, I had two rotations, and one of them was supply chain. So hopefully, fingers crossed, I get into that residency program. Um, and if not, it is to the job search immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with yeah, you. Yeah, really. Help. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Before we get into some more questions here, is there anything, and this is something we've decided we're going to ask everyone, is there anything that you want the audience to know about you or your background that shapes your outlook on the world or that you think Ooh. shapes your outlook on the world? That's a cute question. Yeah. Kudos yeah. to Jada. Yeah, come one. on, Jada. <laughs> um, I'm definitely a value-based person. Um, as many goals as I like to accomplish, and I'm very task oriented I really do put my values on top of everything um I'm have a Christian faith I'm very um just in love with growing in my spiritual journey with Christ um I'm Christian like I said um and I think that like drives every decision I make every organization I'm a part of every leadership position I take on it's just like about people first and then about the job um yeah so as a point of clarification there I want to ask is it principles like rules um, as no. you value rules that kind of govern your behavior or the things that you do, or is it like you have, they're just characteristics or things that are in the world that are values that you just yeah. kind of value for them for their own sake? Definitely um, the value part, not so much the rules. I think with when you're working with people, rules kind of, they, they vanish at some point. At some point or another, 
the rules don't matter. Like it's just people to people, heart to heart. Um, and so what I've learned in growing in my faith is a lot of just a lot of, of understanding of people and like the world and perspectives and um, just getting that close connection to people where it's it's past all the surfacey things. It's past that. It's it's about, you know, loving one another, treating each other well, respecting them. And I think because I've learned all of that through my my faith journey. So you know, I might get some hate for saying this, but Say it. I, <laughs> Do it I've always thought, like just internally, that a good leader knows when the rules apply and when they don't. Yeah. And I feel like so much of what you just explained in like your spiritual spiritual journey um, kind of informs the kind of leader that you are yeah. and how I've seen you work over the past few years. It's just totally admirable. Um, this is so, too much. My head is already very no, big. No, that's so much. And so you are just like, it's <laughs> going to explode in just a second. No, but you just gave so much perspective on like why you are the way you are. And that's why we asked that question. Yeah. Beautiful. Really appreciate that because it's going to be a unifying theme most likely in the yeah. responses. You know? Nice. True. <laughs> All right. So we hope that someday soon you'll come to a, a 1AF meeting, which we have on Wednesday nights. Um, those right. are our like, discussion meetings. Plug but one thing we have, <laughs> we have our newbies do. So if there's ever a new face at the meeting, um, we have them come and share a hot take. So a hot take is like, you might know, um, but a hot take is just a view that you hold that many others, either here or in general society or society at large or the university yeah. community, don't agree with. That said, what is a hot take of yours? I wish the first thing that came to my mind was something like intellectual or like <laughs> like something that's mm-hmm. worth conversation. Um, I think ice does not belong in water. I just think Whoa. room temperature water is the only water I'll drink. And I just honestly, this is getting it's hard. I, we have water. Is it cups like a down sensitive here. teeth thing? It's that, and also, excuse me. Okay. It's also like. I just feel like you can't chug cold water. It just yeah. doesn't go down. Well, there the way is room temperature does. There's science behind like hydration yes, and water is. temperature. Like when I played golf, my my um, on, golfer. <laughs> stop. You play golf too. <laughs> Wait, I, oh my god, do all three of us play golf? Why well, haven't we gone golfing? Honestly, we need to. I've literally okay. Anyway, not the point. <laughs> but um, no, like my golf uh instructor coach whatever used to be like you know oh, don't bring super cold water because you hydrate much quicker if you have like room temperature water like yeah just, you know average temperature. my boyfriend also know. swears by this he demanded that i stop drinking cold water <laughs> because apparently it takes more energy for your body to process cold water than like you gain from like there you go. it takes too much when you drink cold water mm-hmm. that you're not actually hydrating as much as room temp water so i'm mad about it but you are right like yeah. i'm, I'm Does upset it more effectively cool you off though to drink um, so I think often that is why fair, I drink it. Fair. No, but uh, drinking cold water when you're super hot. No, I, I I feel a lot. I feel very strongly about this because I used when we golf season is literally like in August and September of Florida heat, right? Which is the worst. The worst. But when you're drinking super cold water out there and you're literally sweating, it doesn't help because it makes the temperature feel more drastic. Mm. Also burns. But is that bad? Yeah, because then I feel hotter once I'm drinking the water. So I'm not actively drinking the water. Mm. I'm not benefiting from that temperature. Are you a scientist? Stop. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, my, like it's my really strong opinion. Like yeah. Someone's going to hear this and be like, this is all wrong. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, it's not based on any scientific. It's just lived yeah, experience. The, yeah. Things yeah. I've heard. Things I've felt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, that is one we often don't pressure. I mean, I actually could probably be accused of pressuring people to do this, but... <laughs> Um, taste-based hot takes are like something that people 
It, they don't spark discussion in the same way that like a political hot take does. Right. But this is interesting. I don't even that's know. That's not taste based. It isn't. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like it's a new category of a hot okay. take. Yeah. Fun. Like a this like a daily like a life practices hot take. It was really the only uh, thing on my mind. I have to think a little more. <laughs> that's okay. If at any point you have another, another hot one? take you'd like to share, by Love. all means jump in. But I do have more questions. So. <laughs> Given your leadership roles, uh, another one I wanted to ask you is actually related to some of the interviews that um, the th- you know three of us were giving this week. Um, and there's a question on there that I really like, and I asked some candidates it, others I didn't, and the ones that I did sometimes didn't even answer this part of the question. But the question sure. is, how do you think others would describe your leadership style? Oh, that was a what? neglected Ooh. part of the question. <laughs> often, yeah. Wait, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. I love that question. Yeah. I think, I hope... On, I, I hope that people see me as warm and see me and in turn my leadership because um, I just think that who I am and who how I lead and how I do my work it's all just one like I have a tough time separating professionalism and personal because like, I'm like it's all me like all of it is just who I am so if these aren't really lending towards leadership there I gave you the forefront the forewarning um, so I hope they see me as warm um, understanding and approachable those are how i hope my my peers see me i think that's just very authentic leadership Uh, no i'm serious like if you can't separate who you are as a person from your leadership i know that some people who have like very rigid ideas of what leadership looks like would reject that notion but i think it's a a part of like us moving forward in society and accepting that we are people Yeah. yeah and that business doesn't necessarily have to always come above being a person right right interesting at the same time it's also like for those people who strongly believe that leadership looks like one thing and if they have mm-hmm. like good reasons for it, I think that can still be authentic mm-hmm. yeah. um, that they have that type of leadership style. It is why I mean, we have these di- the discussions about leadership styles. So do you, yeah. you said that that's how you hope your um, peers yeah. perceive you. Do you maybe, maybe look at us or maybe look at other people. Do you think that that aligns with other people's perceptions of your leadership? Does it, do they yeah. align with how you want it to be? I certainly get that vibe from you and I just met you. Oh, thank so. you. <laughs> I just, I, I say I hope because you never know, you know, what, Very true. you know, you could think that you're doing everything right and actually it's not. Um, and in my experience, I've never, I haven't had a lot of chances to get, or maybe I just haven't asked for feedback from my peers. Mm. So it is, I say I hope because I'm honestly unsure. I kind of just feel the vibes and I'm like, oh, is this good? Is this good? And I'm, and that's my check. But, um, Yeah. I wish more places did feedback. I know being like doing peer mentoring, we get feedback from our students. So yeah. scary. Really? So scary. I love it. I love to just be absolutely razzed <laughs> to the ground. It's yeah. my, like, I need to know. Getting my students to even submit the evaluation was like <laughs> hard. <laughs> Mine turned it in. Mine all did it. It, it was fun. Um, but I wish there were more opportunity. Yeah. I feel like leaders don't ask enough. Like for fe- for genuine unfiltered feedback, anonymous, a chance for people to actually express themselves. Because I feel like sometimes leaders are afraid of not being good leaders. Yeah, I you think know? it's a Guilty. good distinction to be um to oh words. I think it's good to just dis- <laughs> you know what <laughs> okay, words no, you, words words. You yes. can try yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's good to distinguish between um, soliciting genuine feedback mm-hmm. versus like what's the word ingenuine yeah. feedback like, because just because you have to, to. or just How because am I doing? Yeah. yeah or like <laughs> just because you're supposed to collect feedback as a part of like your company policy or whatever right or like, versus wanting to improve and get right. feedback. yeah and sure. actually internalizing it yes it's hard actually doing something with it right. right so what's an example of a time where you've felt out the situation if, if you <laughs> yeah think of one off the top of your head let's do this <laughs> 
Oh, I. <laughs> yeah, a lot of emotions just came back. I had to chair a Senate student Senate meeting once, and yes, like the whole Senate, like the whole Senate. So what? Wait, where was everyone our, else? Our, our listeners. <laughs> I feel like a podcaster. <laughs> for our <laughs> listeners who don't know, um, I was policy committee chairwoman, so that meant I led a meeting every week with about ten other students and. That was cool. That was a little, you know, small group mm-hmm. where we got comfortable, we got close to each other, fun, cool. They understood who I was and my yeah. leadership style. Um, and then after those meetings um, or throughout the week, we would have larger meetings with the entire Senate, with Senate all the committees. At Senate at large, they say. <laughs> um, yeah. And our Senate president, I mean, it's fine. He just had to go to the bathroom, but he did not warn <gasps> me. This. He did not warn me at all. And he was like, Veronica, can you come up and chair? And I said, in front of 60 students, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, I did. But it's just so scary. And I wasn't sure, you know, they didn't know me as as closely right. as my committee knew me. Um, I'd never done it before. And, you know, I put, I exude, you know, confidence, I, I, I've i heard. And yes. people just think I know what I'm doing. And sometimes I just don't. <laughs> so I went up there and I was like, what's the next thing I'm supposed to say? <laughs> um, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Please give me a hint before you leave. And he gave me his phone, like the timer. And he was like, you got this. And I said, Okay, so I made a joke. <laughs> and I made a joke, and I was like, "Are you guys gonna laugh or like, what's the energy?" So literally feeling out, and they did laugh, which was good. So I was like, "Okay, we're relaxed, we're easy. Um, they won't mind if I mess up." That's that's the feeling I got. So I kind of just took it from there, and I did the next what I thought was the next right thing. Um, when I messed up, they were kind enough to correct me or go with the flow, um, and I kind of every move I made, every if if I made a mistake, I was like. Did you? Are we good? Is this destructive? <laughs> um, so, kind and of. Just that? out of curiosity, where was the pro temp? Where was the the vice? Where basically? was there none? I, I have no idea. That's weird. I have no idea. Maybe it was an election day. He was out of the out of the room. I just uh, know that I was up there and I was nervous. <laughs> you had no other thoughts. I, yeah, that's it. Yep. <laughs> Gavel in hand. So follow up here to these leadership questions then, um, because we've already hit on so many important Aww. facets of leadership. We've hit on. Yeah. Um, We're all smacking the feedback. mics today. I know. <laughs> what is up? It's closer. Uh, I talk with my hands, so I'm just yeah. trying yeah. to keep them back. Well, that's good. That's good. That's, <laughs> that's what keeps it organic. But yeah, we hit on um, feedback. We hit on like value systems. We hit on authenticity. But I, I wanted to ask you as like a follow-up, do you think that they're having come in contact probably with so many different leadership styles? Are there leadership styles that you think are better than others? Ooh. Ooh. <gasps> I here comes the tea. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, let's see. I feel like student government has has every leadership style under the sun oh, and every sure. example of how they work and do not work. Interesting. So many personalities. I mean, just you have to have that when you have over 100 people in a yeah. single Very entity. True. You know what's interesting? I actually think I think the only way to lead, <laughs> and that's the T, the only way to lead is with building relationships with your team. Like, and I, I've really come to notice this recently. I've I'm the assistant basketball coach at a local high school. Cute. I just started like a month that. ago. I know. It's okay. It's okay. Literally um, so many Update hats. Update your LinkedIn. Yeah. I actually am kind of good right now. I feel okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> not like drowning. But I just started coaching and I realized how much high schoolers depend on relationships. And I see it now in like everything and even mm. college students, people you work with in like internships in the field, like everyone just needs someone. And needs to feel like they can say what they, you know, say what's on their mind. Everyone needs to feel like they can um, ask questions. And, and so creating an environment where people are comfortable, I think that's the ultimate, like, leadership 
like yeah. style, yeah. I guess. Like, and then you, you know, after that, it's, I guess, I, for to me, it'd be a sub style or like a sub, you know, a secondary f- approach to leadership. So, um, you know, after not after, but when people come to me, for example, when I was in student government again, um, and we would have our meetings and they would be fun and they would be relaxed and comfortable. I would go to my office and like get to work and like fix our documents and create more agendas and do like the actual work. And for that, I was like, y'all need to submit what you need to get to me on time. I was very strict and I was like, you know, there's things that need to get done. And so there's like- What's the dividing line there? I think the dividing line is when it's my responsibilities and I, if I'm dependent on you on those responsibilities, I love you, reaching out to you, hey, here's your deadline, meet it. So it's like, I'm going to help you get to wherever you need to be, but we also need to get there. Or I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to lead you. We're going to work together and we're going to, um, you know, talk this out, whatever the case is, but there are things that need to get done. It doesn't mean slacking. It means getting to our goal together. Yeah. Yes. Time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think like, if I may, that Please. in order for a person to be successful, and this goes right into like your whole relationship building thing. They have to be able to some degree be vulnerable um, to like take chances and take risks and be who they want to be as a leader or like uh, as a member of a team. And that requires trust and comfort with their leader, which I Mm -hmm. think is what you were talking about. Like the whole relationship, like these high schoolers, they probably just want to feel safe and they want to feel like you've got their back no matter what. Um, So that's why the relationship aspect is so important to them, whereas like maybe some adults would be less dependent on a relationship with their supervisor right. and you know mm-hmm. more confident on their own but like as you're building leaders it's really important sure. to kind of you know go past the initial layer and and you know build a relationship with them for sure which i think is like a huge part of any position that you take is and i'd hate to be cheesy because they teach you this at every opportunity on <laughs> campus but like for real servant leadership like pulling people up and like you're a leader not to just you know, be a great leader, you're a leader to like show people how to be, how to lead. And like, mm-hmm. you know, anyone can do a job, but like not everyone can inspire people to do the job or inspire growth or ignite change or like, you're not just a leader to be a leader. You're a leader to help people and, you know, mm-hmm. uplift. So yeah, that's a great point. So yeah. leadership is necessarily tied there to service, right? 100%. In your view. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's not, um, to what extent then can leadership be an individual goal too? Right, because yeah. right, like a lot of people aspire to hold leadership positions. You know, they aspire to be leaders. You know, and so like that seems to be. I mean, it could be a paradox, or it could be yeah. um, an interesting way that we have to weave together service and individuality. I. What do you make of that? I've been thinking a lot about that, because, and like I said in the beginning, you told you just read the list of things that I've done, and like it doesn't even like I can't even process that I've done all those things. It like it, it doesn't even like like wow that was kind of like pat on my back like that was kind of impressive <laughs> but I don't even think That's of it I, I'm sick <laughs> I don't even think of it that way and and when I do take on positions of leadership or anything it not only am I choosing it but like they choose me back and so that idea of like I don't know it's not feeling that, wanted oh yeah like you told me oh, earlier this that week is, that is a big thing feeling wanted for me for sure and it adds to the the you know it's not that I just want the title. It's that I'm fit for the title. And, like, I – it's – the goal of mine, you know, is not – I don't want to keep using filler words to get my thoughts straight. <laughs> so I'll use an Mood. example. <laughs> I This summer we have executives come into our Zoom calls and just talk to us mm-hmm. about their experiences and so forth. 
and I asked them one time, it was a group of, of professionals and they were all CEOs, presidents. And I said, what are your goals? Because you've already made it. And they all literally all said, we don't really have goals of positions. We don't have, like, we don't, we've already made it. What are we going to do with, with what we've, we've done? And what are we going to do while we're sitting here at the top? And so they talked a lot about the true motive behind their positions. And it's not about the job. It's not about the title. It's not about the money. And so I think that it's, I think it's a maturity thing to be real. It's, it's coming down to why are you doing this? And if it is for the title, maybe you should like rethink. Um, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like a title is a title and it'll go. So I think it's, it's growing and learning that you're doing things for you and not for, you know, you're, you're doing things for the growth and, and the development, mm-hmm. not for the title. I think good leaders are invested. They're invested in themselves and they're invested in the causes that they work for. And the mm-hmm. people they work with. Yeah. And yeah, because yeah, I think of like my mom and my mom fundraises for a living. Come on. But she, yes. she, ha- she, she's been at a few different organizations in the past few years and every single cause, well, not every single one, but a few of them have been drastically different. But every single time she invests herself, and I think that what that's what makes her so successful in her work is that she's invested in the cause, and she doesn't really care what she has to do to get there. Yeah. Um, and she's invested in and building up the people around her, which I think right. is very important. It's not about her. It's not about her title. It's mm-hmm. not about what's on her desk. Like, she's just there because she likes to serve and she wants to. And and look at that, she's good at it. You know, right? She's gotten to where she is because she's good. <laughs> Can I pose, a, can I sidetrack from Sam's list of questions? And pose, I would love to know everyone's answer, which is why I'm asking. Um, why, why lead? I would love to know everyone's answers to why do you? Because a lot, all of us hold in some capacity one or multiple leadership <laughs> positions. Um, one or too many. <laughs> one or too many, maybe. Um, but I would love to know why. Uh, why lead? I feel like the answer to the people's questions to that sometimes is very telling. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to make everyone go before me because I asked the question. Ooh. So, Nose or goes. if I have to start, I can. Oh, wow. That's you, Jada. <laughs> that was <Jada>. unfortunate. <laughs> you know, so I've thought about that question a lot, um, especially because of like everything that happened last semester, like mm-hmm. for the listeners, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> I did run for student body president at USF. And, and I helped. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, many people in this room were supportive in that endeavor, so thank you. But, um, yeah, I, I thought a lot about, like, why lead? Because oftentimes, like, during my run, I was like, is this selfish? Like, do I just want to be president to be president? Mm-hmm. And then I thought a lot about, like, what the job actually entails. And in order to be successful, like, as a student body president or as a leader of, like, an entire, you know, fake government, as I like to call it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, you have to like be invested in what you can achieve so for me leading was all about the potential that I saw um, in our organization and the potential that I saw combined with my knowledge Um, I truly believed that I had you know a skill set unique to most USF students to really go in there and and make positive change for them but I don't know. Like, lead. It's a hard question to answer. Yeah, I think yeah, about like why you want to lead because I think some of us are just naturally drawn to those positions, yeah. and we can't explain it. Maybe or I can't explain it. <laughs> um, but for me, leading, I'm just drawn to it. If there's an opportunity yeah. to do something to make something better, like I will more than take it, whether or not it's you know in my purview or not. Like 
I do a lot of work in like OGB that is definitely not in my position, <laughs> but I really enjoy helping um, the organization kind of like quote unquote level up. So there like anything that I can do to help, like I'll do it. So I, I just like doing things like that. But Very yeah. That's such a bad answer. No, oh, it's no, a good no, one. It's I think not. it was informed. I think it was good. I liked it. Who wants to go next? Okay, I'll take it. So <laughs> I, was sec- I was the second mm-hmm. nose. Um, yeah. There's, yeah. and I, I don't say this to be lofty, but I say this because it, I think it is descriptively accurate, and that's why it stood the test of time. But it was Aristotle who said that the first principle of human action is that it's directed towards the good of others, um, or loosely paraphrased. Okay, that's good. so I think that it's moral. The, the the essence of like a moral creature is that they have some view to the good of other people. Yeah. Insofar as that's the case, like I think you choose to lead um, according to your ability. Like, I think I why I lead in the places that I try to lead in um, is so because I have passions that align with that those Very places. True. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, like, where I feel like my interests and passions and abilities are conducive to leadership and to right. service, mm-hmm. those are the avenues that I try to um, partake in. That's and where they're not, where they're, Yeah, where they're not the case, uh, I, it doesn't work. And I think that's, like, Partially because we know that actions have consequences and unintended consequences are from like, if you look at it from an economic perspective, they have externalities and like they can produce those positive externalities. There you go. Um, and those are like, love. I don't know if it's, it's, if it's useful to see it this way, but like, that's how, that's kind of how I, I think about it, yeah. I guess, is well, like you I have that those unintended consequences um, of your own individual passions. And they're good consequences. And they're good consequences <laughs> for other people. So yeah. it's like, almost like you want both of them cool um and that's maybe how both of those that that difficulty of like individuality and unique good of others can be unified i have a semi-related story if i can like quickly go on a tangent if i don't forget my thoughts (laughs) do you want to go no go okay okay (laughs) um basically like when you're when you're talking about like um uh, being a leader and the things that you're passionate about and pursuing things that are aligned aligned with your passions essentially i remember like a couple of months ago, I was, like, crying on the phone to my mom, like, I'm never going to get a job, like, after I graduate. Oh, wow. This is what happens when you're a senior and you're about to graduate, and you're like, I'm not going to grad <laughs> school, and I need a job. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, Mom, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm never going to get a job. And I was like, I've only ever applied to jobs mostly that I've gotten. I think I've applied to, like, Can't relate. seven jobs in my <laughs> life and gotten, like, five of them. Yeah. And I was like, Mom, like, I'm just spoiled. Like, I've, I've, I feel <laughs> entitled now to jobs. And she was like, think about it this way. Like, you only apply to jobs that are perfect for you mm. and thus you get them right. it's like because you're made for them and that's the reason you want to apply for them and the two jobs that i didn't get that i applied for were not anything i wanted to do i just yeah. needed a job so she was like makes sense yeah like yeah but it's very related to what sam was saying about like right. pursuing the passions that you and you want that you want yeah. and if you've only ever held jobs that like you've if you've only ever gotten the job that you've applied for, yeah. maybe it's just because you're you're barking up the right trees. Essentially. There you go. But go ahead, answer your question about the leadership. Well, I have a second a follow up thought to that. <laughs> I saw once. Um, actually, I went to a women's conference and oh, we love that. I know leader. I, I did. It was very fun um, and empowering. Anyway, Is this at USF. No, it was the women's conference of Florida. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, oh, it was over. Like, it was oh, over. Just the women's conference <laughs> of Florida. It was just over that. Zoom. Um, over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Again, an accolade I I'm could have sick. articulated at the beginning. <laughs> no. I also could have. But it's told cool to be her. dropping the it, bombs. Yeah. Live, give her some room to spy nice. her own spy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at the conference, and definitely not to devalue what you said. It's very no, valid. No, I think it's very ahead. true. 
but they said something interesting as well to add to this is that men will ab- apply to positions they are not qualified for. I have heard the statistic many a time. And everyone like, has everyone who's a girl in this room knows, has heard that. Sorry, Sam. And <laughs> women need to they think they feel that they need to check all the boxes before they can even try. Yeah. And that's crazy. Yes, that is a and very I'm guilty. well yeah. found and well studied statistic that like men will the reason that they get hired more often is they just apply more and higher, even though they're totally oh not goodness. qualified for it. They will just apply to the next position up, whereas women feel like they need to check every it's single crazy. Box. It's that comment. It's like that. Um, that well-known phrase is like, uh, "Men fail up." Yes. yes. It's gosh. I almost cursed, but like, <laughs> it's can we not? So no, podcast. I think. I feel no. like that's we'll in poor it. taste. It. <laughs> Noted. Um, I would just have to note that it's explicit. Oh. Uh, anyway. In the beginning, with a little intro, and I love it. It takes longer to review, and then okay. Well, I didn't, so Sorry. we no, avoided yeah, no, it. Okay. 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 No, men fail up. And on a semi-related note, I... You're just going left, truly. No, I, I, I need so to sorry. come back around yeah, yeah, with this yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, have y'all heard of um, female CEO scapegoating? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. I cannot... The first time I heard of that, I think I peed my pants. And then <laughs> the second time I heard about it, I had to leave and come back. Let's explain what it? what it is. Yeah, okay. Okay, basically... You're very hype about this. You don't no, know. no, no, no. It makes me it's angry. it's real and it's awful. Say it. What is well, it? Well, it's... it's. We don't know that it's real. There's it's just a, real. It's just a theory at this point. But basically... It's not. Okay, <laughs> big companies that like are looking for new CEOs that are kind of failing will ask like the most qualified man first, and they'll mm. usually reject it because they don't want to inherit a mess. So they ask the the most qualified woman who's applied that's like next on the list. So they skip like all the other men and then just choose the first woman because huh. she will be quote unquote she will be desperate to like get a CEO position for the first time ever. They'll you know she'll. Rehabilitate, Inherit a failing company. Yeah, and rehabilitate it or not, depending on how successful she is, and then she will be the scapegoat for like any the of failures. the failures. Yeah. Well, and there's so there's a t- statistic about the number of companies that have failed and how many of them ha- have had women CEOs at the time. But they inherited a but mess. They inherited the mess. So the the point is is to push the narrative of female CEOs being failures. Oh my goodness. They are done on purpose. It pushes the narrative that women are not meant to be leaders because they purposefully hire female CEOs when male CEOs quit because a company is failing. I need to watch this and documentary that you've It's just an article and it's they an listed ar- yeah. some it's like women. studies that are going on right now. And they listed some women of like big companies, I think like Yahoo was one of them mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Just infuriated. Yeah. I got to I got to read. Yes, yeah. this is a well-known phenomenon to people wow. in my circle that Yeah is frustrating we'll post that article in the podcast description Ooh. okay Wait, Veronica, this is very fun. why do you lead <laughs> oh yes then, the question yeah. <laughs> i my answer is gonna be very different from anyone so i'm Ooh. interested in yours i'm excited to hear you here we go um i feel like it's a blend of what jada and sam said um because you are i feel like you know i just i do be loving jesus and i just think I that like <laughs> you just you just are inherently you, said <laughs> you have like a personality like a person like some people were built to lead like mm-hmm. it, it's I struggle with the idea that you can teach leadership, and that's tea because Ooh, I took a leadership course on campus. But it's just me with a leadership minor. But go off. Yeah, like really, truly. Um, I just some things, and I, I guess you could just shape. I don't know. I just think that some leaders are 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 built different. May <laughs> leaders I, are born, may not I made. Ask, having grown up Catholic, I always heard the like the thought that you are you are born with a, a place on. Like in in the ch- in the church, you're born with sure. a place for the community. You're born with your skill sets to dedicate and donate to yeah. everyone around you. And I feel like that's a very lined up mindset. Like you're born. Some people are born to be leaders, and some people aren't. And you're meant to 
with all of your skills and ability contribute to the community with those things yeah and it's not even like we we as a society i feel like we play well it, it's just we base everything off of someone's ability to lead um you know the leaders get the you get the most positions leaders yeah. and whatever and it's so twisted because no one said not being a leader being a follower was the worst thing well like, i don't think that it's inherently leaders i think it's just we um okay people's worth okay we quantify <laughs> the worth of people based on their accomplishments Which and usually crazy. those who are leaders have the most accomplishments and i think that's the big connection or ability to create productivity if we want to take this yeah. in like a oh yeah true, true. Uh, yeah. discussion kind of yeah. mindset that i think that those two things line up you know but right what's wrong with being a follower like, literally nothing and <laughs> i i feel like that there's gotta be them or no one can be leaders yeah exactly right. and so i just think that people you know we highlighted a lot and we think it's great and awesome and it, it sure is but some people were just built to lead i feel like now take. on a second that is oh here's that, my hot take, hot take. <laughs> he said a woo. Well, um there's something that triggered me um what did they say what did you say i guess it was nothing you said do you want to think about it I, 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 yeah i'll go and you want to think about yes. it um i have one sentence for why i lead and it's to teach that's it. Full go. stop, period. I won't do anything leadership related at all if it's not to reach out to others and help improve and improve myself at the same time. Um, for context, I do want to be a high school teacher. Like, oh, I love. literally bless you. Thank you, honestly. Thank you. Please teach my child. <laughs> I need um, energy from others because it's going to crash. Uh, <laughs> but I, I taught, I, all the leadership positions I took in high school were like teaching. Um, one of the things I did was. I was an editor-in-chief of a yearbook staff. And the system was is that the teacher in that classroom did nothing. I taught Ooh. those kids how to design. I taught those kids how to write journalistic articles. Bold on the podcast. Thank you. Love. Uh, well, no, <laughs> she did it on purpose. I'm great uh, friends oh, with her. Gotcha. She did nothing on purpose so that the editor-in-chiefs could learn how to do that, how to manage a staff. It wasn't shade at her. She's awesome. Oh, okay, okay. I Glad we clarified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's the, the one who was at FSPA today that I saw. Right. And it was built that way. Um, I teach for the Honors College. I, like, I've mentored, I've tutored. Anything I do, I mean, even with 1AF, we're teaching each other in a big room all the time, constantly having discussions. Anything mm -hmm. I do when I lead is to teach or yeah. learn. Teach or learn. Oh, the That's learning it. part. Hot take, yeah. Hot learning comes with teaching. I don't think that there's <sighs> no, I don't think that they are mutually exclusive. Right. I think that if you're going to teach, you have to learn. Um, so I guess with the word teaching, to me, it comes learning. So, but I think that might be an important distinction. Some people might not believe that, maybe. But I think you can't teach if you're not going to learn. So. What do you think about legacy? What do you mean? What is, like, do you have an, does a desire to leave a legacy? No. But you like to teach? Impact. Not legacy. I don't mm. care if they remember me. I care if they took absolutely anything from it and it made any sort of, even if for just a split second, change in their life. I don't care if they remember who I am. Good. That's I don't awesome. care about really legacy. Selfless, yeah. To yeah. be honest. I don't think of it as selfless. I hate, like, I don't want it to be like, I'm humble. I don't Honestly, care if people remember me. Stephanie like, <laughs> just hates attention, I think. I, I think. I just hate attention. You were no. the cutest <laughs> human, though. I just. Thank ugh. you. No, it's not like a humble thing. I just don't. Care. Care. I just don't care if they Cheers. remember or not. I just want them to grow and improve. And right. I don't think that needs to involve me at all. There you go. I've seen so many young leaders, and this is not to shade them, but it really is, um, who are like, <laughs> I want to. Not that is. <laughs> I'm not naming names. Um, who are like, I want to leave a legacy, but can't tell me what the legacy they want to leave is. Yeah. I'm like, if you don't 
Well, okay, they're very young. But if you don't really have a vision for what kind of legacy you want to leave... How are you going to leave one? And also, <laughs> why? Why do you want to leave one? Is it for the status or yes. is it for the impact? Which is why I think if you can identify your impact, mm-hmm. then you're going to naturally leave a legacy. I agree. So you don't need to be so focused on I leaving a legacy. has a favorite teacher that yeah, they recall. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This points back to the point I was going to make when I was speaking earlier is I... I think a couple of years ago, maybe sophomore year, I was I stopped and I said, "Why am I doing literally? Why am I doing these things?" And I was like, "Is it is it an ego thing? Like, do I really want to do this?" Everyone has to ask that to themselves at yeah. least once. And I not I had a moment. Does. I was like, "Is it just just to add things to this this list, or is it like because I don't at that moment I was like I'm not even passionate about this, but yes, I just am gonna anything? do it." Mm-hmm. My biggest advice to my mentees was always don't do anything that everyone else around you is doing that you only want to do because they're doing. Right. Basically, like, if you're going to commit to something, you better commit to it because it's something that you're super passionate about. It. Don't even bother get involved. In it. Don't even bother. Like, right. stop. Just and also stop comparing everything. yourselves. Something I say a lot to them is, like, comparison is literally the thief of joy, which I think is, like, a popularized quote. Yeah. I think it's yeah. And it's... Especially, oh. <laughs> um, especially with, like, having taught two years now, I notice it the most in biomed and engineering students. The amount of malice towards one another yeah. while comparing themselves just sucks the joy out of anything they want to do. They can't even enjoy what they're doing because they can't like anyone else who's doing it. Mm. Come on, competition. It's that, yeah, it, the, there's such a competitive, like, atmosphere at a lot of colleges, especially those who are looking to rise in the ranks and stuff like that. They just kind of pit us against each other, and I really don't like that. I think yeah. we, we are a team. We're all trying to get this degree together. See, I oh, I didn't mean to jump in. I think I have that view, where I also have this other view that I think uh, competition can be healthy, productive, and healthy. Um, And I, I think back. No, I think back (laughs) to. um, I think back to an experience that I had, like growing up in high school. I was always like battling with my my best friend Mark. Um, in tennis for like the first three years of high school um, and we were competing it was there was a there was a felt competition there for like who was going to be the one singles or whatever you know at the end of the year Um, and it was productive we both got so much better and it helped us bring a lot of success I think so so what I'm interested in is this question because you've told me this before that comparison is the heap of joy and I agree I there are are unhealthy uses of product or productive or there are unproductive and unhealthy circumstances of competition but where are the times when it can be productive how do we utilize or um you know make make a productive use of that can i use your example against you well not against you. oh good can i use (laughs) let's go like your well your example was you and your friend right that you had like this like competition between each other it's like who's gonna get the important distinction there is that you already have a relationship Mm. you have a relationship with this person you love them like you probably we're great friends. You had this side competition that was healthy for each other because at the end of the day, you were probably still supportive of each other. You probably, correct me if I'm wrong, weren't going to be, it wasn't going to be the end of the world if you didn't get it and they did. Exactly. Right? Like you still wanted to see each other succeed. Mm -hmm. The point was to create an environment for both of you to succeed. Sorry. So I think, did did you you have more to say? Yeah, are you done? No, I, I guess just, my conclusion to that is just that the line is that pitting random people against each other and say hate each other and go for it and one of you is going to get scraps and one of you is going to succeed is unhealthy 
supporting each other to create an environment where you can all get better. And yeah, some people are going to come out on top. Some people are going to do better than others. But that doesn't mean that you can't be kind to each other and supportive and all want to grow are very different things to me. I will say that as a person, if I don't have the whole picture of the other person that I'm competing against, like, for example, Veronica and I were, com- for, were competing for something. I would have literally no qualms with Veronica beating me and Aww. getting something because I care about her success. But when I am competing with a complete stranger and I don't know, like, the quality of that person, it is much harder for me to accept a healthy loss, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I tend to villainize mm-hmm. the loss and I villainize the, the person. person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I don't like being a hater. Like, I, I love... No, I'm, seri- <laughs> no, I'm so serious. Like, I, I love it's people. It's hard not to, though, if you don't know who they are. Exactly. Because, because it's hard to know if they deserve... Oh, the human condition. Have y'all seen the mm-hmm. thing, like, where it's like, if you're faced with, like, somebody's trying to kill you, like, spit out facts about yourself? <laughs> because <laughs> it, ma- it makes you most personal. Yeah. yeah, it makes you more personal. Exactly. Anyway. I have a wife. I don't know. That was... <laughs> well, I think to the boyfriend. Yeah. I think we fine. are running out of time here, unfortunately. Oh. Sad. There were so many more questions that we could have asked, and I know these conversations. Everyone would, have fifteen more minutes. Um, there were some good ones. Go, yeah. The, these conversations would go all over the place, but um, Veronica, thank you so much wow, for your time and sad. insight, infused, of course, with passion and humor. Uh. Um, we had so many laughs today, so that was really <laughs> it was an honor to talk to you on thank this podcast. You. And then thank you to all for listening. We'll uh, see you all again next yeah. episode. Oh R.I.P. Sad. Thanks, everyone. Have a great night. Go Bulls. (laughs) As always.